Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hi everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And we want to take a quick moment to thank all of our listeners. Listeners in such places as the UK, France, Australia, Canada, and India who joined us recently on this new season. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. All right. So um, it's time for the bakers to prove themselves, pun intended. (laughs) It is bread week. The much uh, very feared bread week. I have, a, I have a theory of why Bread Week is so feared amongst the bakers. Why is that? There are several different factors going on. The first factor is that this is Paul Hollywood's favorite week. Uh-huh. And um, this is also very hard. <laughs> Bread, week, <laughs> Bread Week is historically very hard. And it kind of weeds out the, the, the lesser skilled like, bakers from the more skilled bakers. So this is why you picked basically half the field to go home on week yep. three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, Bread Week, the winner of it, I think traditionally, and I think all 11 seasons besides two seasons, mm-hmm. the winner of Bread Week ended up making it to the, the final, the top three. Oh, to the top three. Yeah. So if you can prove yourself in Bread Week, pun intended, mm-hmm. you're going to do very well because bread is very intricate. Proving is like an instinct that a lot of people just naturally have. So, um, I mean, good stuff to the people who did well this episode because it was a rough one. <laughs> it was pretty tough, yeah. I think it, yeah, bread, bread is always really tough. And it's been two episodes. We got to know the viewers a little bit. And Bread Week is where we get to see them kind of get broken down a little bit. <laughs> a little roughed up, you know. This is their initiation into the season. I like how they do it early in the season, though. Yeah, and I like how Paul is like extra, extra critical. He does a lot of he does a lot more walking around and staring at people in this episode than he does normally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody knows that this is his uh, forte, and any any kind of faults that they have with the bakes, they will not be hidden. They'll be on full display for Paul to criticize and point out. <laughs> this is the episode where Prue gets to say about thirteen words the entire yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> This is definitely Paul's week. <laughs> um, I mean, even in the intro, let's, let's talk about the intro. Okay. So it starts off and Matt and Noel are holding hands. And Matt says, Uncle Noel, it's Paul's favorite week, Red Week. So apparently Noel being Matt's uncle is a joke and it's funny, supposedly. <laughs> because that's a joke from Matt. Yep. I guess this is a joke. Um <laughs> So then Noel finds and steals Paul's hand, his handshake hand. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a prop. And he decides to test it out on Matt, which it's too powerful for. Matt like gets almost electrocuted. And then Paul comes by and he's like, hey, have you been playing with my Hollywood handshake? Because if you have been, you get these karate chops, chop, chop, chops. And it says a lot about the intro when I think Paul Hollywood is the funniest person on there. <laughs> like he was, he was funny. Matt, um, 
I don't want to be too hard on Matt, but I, his jokes this episode didn't really hit for me. Right. I'm going to have to agree. I'm, maybe, are we being too hard on Matt? Yeah, probably. Do we just miss Sandy too much? We're like Sandy, like fanboys and... I'm going with a little of both. Yeah. A little of both, I think. There, there was a, Yeah, I don't know. It's just a... Maybe it's a different type of humor. I think it is a different type of humor. Um, I didn't exactly do a count of the jokes that Matt made this episode, mm -hmm. but the percentage I kind of kept in my head. He's kind of one out of five jokes he does works for me. Wow, one out of twenty percent. Twenty percent. That's pretty low. Yeah, the no is like eighty percent. And then that 20% that it doesn't work for me is the jokes that he does in conjunction with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, one out of, he has at least one funny joke out of every five jokes. So that's something, right? That's good. Usually I try to, you know how we go over our funniest moments? Yeah. And usually I try to pick a, a Matt joke just because, but this week I did not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Okay, good. All right, shall we get into the episode? Let's. Let's start with the signature bake. So for the signature challenge, the bakers were tasked to make two different soda bread loaves, mm -hmm. one savory and one sweet. They must be free form, so not baked in a tin. And they also must make a butter, so they churn it up butter. Yeah. Yep, they get an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, Paul and Prue kind of comment on this. Paul says, the timing of the growth in the loaf will be key. So yeah. Paul's like a rapper. I like that. The growth in the loaf. I like that. Spitting some bars. <laughs> um, Prue says, it would be nice if somebody used something more than just herbs and cheese because it would be very commonly used, herbs and cheese. Mm -hmm. Paul says, soda bread is pretty easy, actually. So they'll be looking to things like uh, flavor. And I think this is a pretty easy like bake. They're going to be extra critical about every component of it. Mm. And then at one point, Noel kind of makes a comment that I don't know if I really agree with. Noel said that people under 40 don't eat bread anymore. Yeah, true. I don't know if this is true because during the pandemic, I've had so many friends that decided to make sourdough loaves. <laughs> like it was a thing. Are they all your old friends? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a mix. It's a mix. But I do know that like wheat flour was flying off the shelves of like Costco, and there was like one week where they didn't they like out of stock of it. Mm. So it's, I think Instagram Instagram uh, like bread has been very popular during the pandemic. Hmm. I think it was just a, kind of like an off the cuff exaggeration. It's yeah. Funny that way. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, but also, I also thought, like, there was a period where I didn't eat a lot of bread because I was trying to diet. So maybe, like, a lot of younger people are trying to do these, like, no-carb, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. paleo diets where they're not right. eating a lot of carbs. I think it was a play off some, some of those types of things. Yeah, maybe. That's true. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily to be super factual. No, I mean, wasn't it last episode where Matt said some crazy facts about biscuits? Was, biscuits were invented by Sir Biscuits or something. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that that was a, over 40 are sold in Europe alone. 
Yeah, yeah. It was supposedly some kind of uh, joke. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, first up, we have first up we have Dave. Dave is making chili chocolate soda buns, um, which include back bacon, Gruyere cheese, and dried Dillon. Oh, wait, I had them mixed up. Dave is making <laughs> wait, wait, chili what? chili chocolate soda buns for his suite, which includes dark chocolate chips, uh, dates, and hazelnuts. And then for his savory, he's making cheesy bacon, cheesy bacon soda bread, which includes back bacon, which I guess is bacon primarily from the back of the pig. Gruyere cheese and dried dill. Mm. So very, they sound very tasty. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going, the sweet is basically dark chocolate, and then the savory is basically bacon. I think he's in good shape. Uh, we get like a little clip of Dave, and in the clip, Dave said he likes to work on cars, which he has like kind of common ground with Paul. Paul likes to work on cars, mm-hmm. and Dave has been doing some homework. He's been watching Paul's videos. On how to make bread in preparation for this episode. I like that. I like that a oh, lot. I like it too. I think uh, Dave and Peter are the, the students here and they know mm-hmm. it's Paul's week. Paul has some videos on YouTube where he's making bread. You should probably watch those videos. Yeah, why not? Does it save him? We're, we're gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, during judging, Prue says that the breads look like they've risen very nicely, so you get a nice rise out of them. For the savory bread, they said there actually wasn't enough flavor in it. They couldn't really taste the Gruyere cheese. However, the texture of the bread was pretty good. And also for a sweet loaf, um, they said he didn't put enough chocolate in it, so they didn't really mm. taste enough chocolates. Yeah. But again, the texture was good. So overall, like both his like breads were really well baked. However, they needed more flavor. So I think maybe he was concentrating on the texture and the proving, but he didn't really get the the flavors and um that component down right yeah i was a little surprised yeah i mean i think well, getting the texture is pretty important but the flavor seems like the easier thing to get you know just add more <laughs> right yeah it seems like texture would be more weighted more heavily as far as judging goes than flavor no i think so I mean, too paul is yeah. the judge right yeah so i think uh, dave concentrated on the right thing but he kind of missed the the better aspect of it <laughs> yes but oh, kind of a mixed start for Dave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So up next, we have Ermine, our accountant, and she is making my favorite flavors soda bread. Mm. And we learned that uh, she is a single mother to son Steven, and also she likes to knit. Also, we learned that she's a little cray in a good way. Yep. I'm, I'm starting to, <laughs> her personality is kind of coming out more, and I'm starting to gravitate toward her even more. So I like it. So in her savory, she's using chopped smoked salmon, fresh chives, and grated Gruyere cheese. So mm. seafood and cheese, not normally a great combination. I'm, I'm down for it, though. I'm totally down for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am totally down for this combination. And in her sweet one, she's going to be using cinnamon and dried fruit that she had soaked in an orange liqueur. How long did she soak it? Oh, we'll, we'll get to that yeah okay. <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> one thing cool i did notice about her was her butter so she had displayed it in a four-leaf clover pretty cool so yeah she was churning yeah. that butter out so it was cool <laughs> i liked yeah. it i like that display all right so during judging paul said overall they look really nice and when it came to the savory one 
Prue said that the idea of putting smoked salmon in is so original, and she's never had that before. Mm. Paul said that he likes the salmon in there. It really works. And it's like a whole sandwich all in one, and that the aftertaste is lovely as well. It's mm. nice and well-baked. So good start on that salmon. Then when it came to the sweet loaf, Paul said that it's a very grown-up fruitcake because, as you had mentioned, Ermin had soaked it for a couple of weeks in that orange <laughs> liqueur. <laughs> that was a long time of soaking. Do you think the judges, were, they were basically taking shots when they were like biting into it? I think so. That's got to be <laughs> potent. I mean, a couple yeah. of weeks, if it's not packed in there by then. <laughs> so Prue said, lots of booze. Lovely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Paul said that they are very, very special. And then... Apparently, he gets his handshake back because he gives one to Ermine. Uh, uh, good job, Ermine. Yeah. Yeah. You got the judges lit. That's right. <laughs> we know the strategy here, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Paul that's can... the second one. That's right. Lottie got the first one, right? right. And mm -hmm. Ermine gets one. So, very good. So, Paul just kind of continues saying that he loves it. He's never had this before either. And he said, this is what Bake Off is all about. It has really, really complex flavors. He loves it, and it's special. So that's salmon and cheese. Pulled yeah. it off. Salmon, cheese, and a bunch of alcohol. That's yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like where her means going. I like yeah. where, where her mind is thinking. So. <laughs> she, she did very well on that. Yeah. All right, next up we have Laura. Laura is making a Nana's Pegs Nicely Spiced and Cherry Alicious Soda Bread. Uh, the savory component comprises of chopped chorizo, which I love, which is spicy pork, chili-infused cheddar, which also sounds great. <laughs> I like cheddar. I like chili. And spring onions. Okay, I'll spring onions. Mm. Uh, for her sweets, she's doing glace cherries and grated marzipan. So um, the grated marzipan is kind of interesting because she actually like cuts a bunch of marzipan up and incorporates it into her actual like bread. Yeah. Yeah, it gives it an interesting texture. And we get a little clip about Laura. She says she loves cooking with her pizza oven in her backyard with her pizza stone. Um, it looked pretty delicious. When they showed the pizza, I wanted to, to just eat that pizza. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. I also yeah. got hungry. I was like, what's in the fridge? Let me go check what's in the fridge. I know. You um, talked about pizza yeah. week last time. So. <laughs> I know, I hope, Laura, Laura would rock a pizza week. Oh, she my gosh. Would, she would destroy. <laughs> yeah. Um, she also said that her sweet bread is based on her Nana scones. And she used mm. the word scone. Scone. So she's a scone <laughs> type of person. Up for debate. Yeah. <laughs> and she also mentions at one point that she's never made butter before. And she says, why would you make butter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. During judging, Paul says uh, they both look quite rustic for the savory one. They said the onions were good. However, it was a little underbaked. And then for her sweets, they said the marzipan comes whacking through and it's quite lovely. So yeah, she did uh, pretty well on her her two bakes. Um, I guess the the sweet one with the marzipan whacking on through came out <laughs> better than the other one. So good job on the soda breads, Laura. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Sorry I doubted you and said you would go home this week. I pick Laura. You pick Linda. 
Oh, okay. Um, right? Sorry, I missed. I mixed you up for Linda. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Linda as well. If you're listening to yeah. the podcast, <laughs> apologies all around. Okay. Apologies. Okay. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Linda, that's who's up next. Our retirement living team leader, and we learned that she likes fishing off the beach for mackerel and mullet. She is like living the life with her shed, and, and now she's got this fishing cool. close by. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Linda's making something I can't pronounce, but it looks like Siflum. I mm. swear they never said it in the in the episode because I kept listening for it, so I could try to pronounce <laughs> it correctly. But uh, that's Bara Quick Bread. So in the savory, she's making red and green chilies with cheddar, coriander, and parmesan, and then she's making one with brandy-soaked dried fruit and mixed spice, and she's also using. Max Honey, which we Max. remember he was a beekeeper. Yeah. So he didn't get to use his honey, and Linda is. He lives on. Max lives on. I, I want to ask you this question, though. Is it a good idea using something from somebody who went home? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he didn't go home for his honey, so it's probably okay. <laughs> it's like using <laughs> in Wazer's store-bought <laughs> is that a good idea? I don't think so. That's a whole different story. Oh, okay. okay. I, I would I would buy Max honey. Max, yeah. if you're listening to the show, you sell me some of your honey. I'll buy it. That honey did look good though. It let did. me let me Venmo you <laughs> for your honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when it came down to judging on the savory one, Paul said that it looked good, but he was concerned that they were not baked all the way through because they were very pale. Yeah, mm. and it was pale, very light in color. Prue chimed in by saying that they just needed longer in the oven, and it's such a pity because the flavor was lovely. So that's good. At least yep. she's got that part of it. Yeah. When it came down to the sweet one, Prue said that it was also a bit soggy too. Uh, it does have that spicy bar of birth flavor to it though. So the flavors are good. It's just the bake was a bit underdone on both of these. Hmm. And Paul commented and gave a little knowledge, and he said, when you try to push a lot of fruit into a loaf, if you shape it too tight, all the fruit goes on the outside and you look inside and there's nothing there. So he also <laughs> did say that the flavor was good, but all the fruits basically were at the top of the loaf. Yep. So you know how that is when we buy a muffin and all the fruit are on the top. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of that, I'm going to talk about our next picker, okay. who I'm going to refer to as a Lottie Blueberries. <laughs> a lot of Blueberries. Um, we're talking about Lottie, if you haven't picked that up. <laughs> so she is making blueberry breakfast and summertime soda bread. Mm -hmm. For her savory, she's using smoke, smoked apple, apple wood cheese, balsamic red onion, and Kalamata olives. And then for her sweets, she's using blueberries and maple bacon. And this is heavily inspired by blueberry pancakes, mm. which she says she enjoys very much. Um, in a little backstory, we get, we learned that Lottie likes to relax and drink wine on the beach with her friends and family, which sounds like a lovely time. Okay, I'm going to say it every time. When they showed Lottie on the beach, were you <laughs> hoping that she was on the beach with some limes? Yeah. I was. I, I, we, have to, we have to see the mimes in some episode, right? Every so time, far, every, yeah. every time I don't see the mimes, I'm like, Lottie's getting through. <laughs> <laughs> So far, every episode, they're flashing back to... They don't do this every season where every episode we get a little bit of, like, each of the bakers. Uh -huh. They're doing it this season. And there has to be some mimes at some point, right? Oh, man. I just can't wait. 
Uh, okay, so maybe next episode we'll get some mimes, but um, oh, oh, crossing yeah. my fingers. <laughs> While she's describing her uh, her sweet soda bread, she's talking about her blueberries, and Pop questions the whole whole blueberries going in, their amount, and the oven temperature. So he questions three things about the blueberries: that they're whole, how much of them are going in, and what temperature they're being cooked at. So this kind of um, it kind of shakes Lottie up a little bit. So she tells Paul like different amounts, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she says less, more, to which he doesn't really like you know answer because he's not gonna give her advice. But uh, good good points to Lottie for trying to get some answers out of Paul. <laughs> he did look concerned about something, and she was just trying to figure out what that concern was so she could you know fix it. Do you think that's a useful tactic? That that actually was my funniest moment, but I'm gonna pick something else <laughs> because it was so good. Because he originally asked her about the ratio, right? And then, yeah. and then he was like, she told him how much, and then she's like, oh, I'm gonna put in less, and he's like, less? less, and then she's like, no, 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 more, and he was like, more, and then I think at one point she said she wasn't gonna put in any at all, <laughs> yeah. right? She was like, yeah. no blueberries at all. So, <laughs> That was hilarious. I thought it was really yeah. good impromptu back and forth between those two. I think Paul was actually pretty funny this episode. He was. He was. Yeah. This is his week. This yeah. is time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was good. It was a good episode for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, she also at one point says that butter is the easiest thing to make. She's like, yeah, butter is really easy. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of funny that Noel constantly teases her throughout the episode about how many blueberries she's using. <laughs> 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 just, to, just to rub it in. Uh, during judging for her savory, the judges said it had a good crunch to it. The flavors were good. And that the Kalamata olives that she used was a good flavor in any kind of bread. So any kind of bread that you're using, future Bake Off contestants, put Kalamata olives in there, they will be good, according to Paul. <laughs> and for her sweets, uh, the blueberry-inspired pancakes, or the blueberry pancakes inspired soda bread. They said the blueberries weren't even, which is really hard to do to get the blueberries even. And it tasted okay. However, the bacon on the outside was kind of wasted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was just kind of like thrown on there, I guess. Most of it fell on the table. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've, had, I've had cooking moments where I put stuff on it and it just falls to the side. So I kind of feel you, you know. Yeah. But uh, kind of a mixed review here, but kind of a funny running joke. That um, Lottie doesn't know how many blueberries <laughs> to use. Yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're down to two marks now. Yeah. Up. up. They're, they're, wait, haven't we always been at two marks? Anyway, mark with a C. <laughs> <laughs> we had three marks before. Right. Mark, mark minus the R went home last. Remember? Right, right. Mark yeah, with yeah, the honey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Mark with the <laughs> as we like to call him Mark with the C, but as they like to call him Mark E. Marky Mark. Yeah, just to add confusion. <laughs> yeah. So should we call him or Hamish? What happened to Hamish? No? No. I don't think anyone's gonna that Hamish thing did not think. Okay. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Our sculptor. He's making Cornish soda bread. We learned that he loves baking with his daughters, which is a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And for his savory, he's making grated beetroot and Cornish kern, which yeah. I had to look up. It's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard cheese, is what it is. And for his sweet, he's making milk and white chocolate chips with dried cranberries. 
Hmm. And Mark has a interesting scenario where he ends up with buttermilk all over his face <laughs> down the side of him. That, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And it seemed like it got in his ear. <laughs> yeah. Right. It buttermilk everywhere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that was actually really cool. When it came down to judging on the savory one, Pooh said that both look classic. You get a mouthful and everything is delicious. And Paul said that it was rustic. So it seems like rustic is good this round. I think during bread week, it, rustic is good. But if you're doing like French patissier or something, not good. Yes, yes. yes. Good point. So maybe <laughs> abstract's not so good this, <laughs> this nope. week. No. All right. And when it came down to the sweet one, Prue said that it was doughier, although it had a nice flavor. And Paul said that he's not getting the cranberries. It's a little bit weak. So... Hmm. Proves that it did need a little bit more. So not too bad, but not too great. Yeah. Kind of in the middle, yeah? In, in the middle. But overall, pretty good, I think. Yes. Okay. All right. Next, we have our next Mark. Mark with a K. <laughs> <laughs> Mark with a K is making a sausage and stout sort of bread. So for his savory, he's making Irish cheddar. Cheddar. <laughs> he's making Irish cheddar and sabrasada sausage. And then for a sweet, he's doing Irish stouts and dark chocolate chucks, which sounds delicious to me. Um, while he's describing his bake, Mark forgets to tell Paul that he's using buttermilk, <laughs> to which uh, Paul says, interesting. And then he's mm. like, oh, no, no, I am using it. But uh, no remarks, whenever Paul says, interesting, it means you've done something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was good. 100%. Take Take note, future contestants. Yeah. If Paul thinks your bake or one of your ingredients is interesting, you done messed up. <laughs> like, yeah. You start over. Uh, during judging for savory, they said that the sausage had decent flavor. However, he, they had to hunt for the sausages and the cheese. Mm. I guess there wasn't enough of it. Not enough, yeah. Kind of like Dave. And for his sweets, the stout one, they said it had the right color. The chocolate comes through, the stout lingers, and the butter is lovely. So Mark Ficay definitely did better on his sweet than his uh, savory. Mm -hmm. But both Marks did pretty well. Both Marks pretty well. Yep. Top Marks. Top I just want to say marks. top Marks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So up next, we have Peter, our accounting and finance student. And again, we get to see his gluten intolerant brother, Andrew. <laughs> and that he loves to bake with. So yep. that could be an ongoing thing, I think. So he's making a black pudding and a ginger beer soda bread. So, mm. of course, it's going to be gluten-free. It's going to have oats and diced black pudding, which is the blood sausage. And then the other one, he's the ginger beer one, the sweet one. It's going to have green ginger wine and crystallized ginger. Mm. So during this bake, he has a little bit of a conversation with Paul. And Paul's asking him about what he's using. And he says, Peter says he's using bicarb for the rising agent and xanthan gum to bind it yeah. in. And, and Paul says, for such a young head, you seem to operate at quite a different level. <laughs> <laughs> to which Peter replies that, well, Bake Off's been around for over half my life now. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul <laughs> is feeling kind of old. Yep. So that was kind of a good funny moment between those two. There's another funny moment that remarks on this later. That's my funniest moment of the episode. Okay, so I'll end there. During the bake, 
Peter, <laughs> when he's pulling out uh, his bakes, the, the chunk broke off one of them. So he was just trying to put it in the back to hide it. Another good strategy, I guess. I think it did. I think it worked. Yeah, we didn't see any comments in the judging, right? I, I think it means it worked. Really. I think it means it worked. Yeah. yeah, so let's get to that judging. Uh, Paul says that the lows are great and he's brave to take the gluten free option. Mm. When it came to the savory one, Prue said it's falling to bits though and then it gets gluey in the mouth. But not really regarding to the chunk, I think more to the texture she was describing. So, and then when it came to the sweet one, Prue said that she loves it. And in this case, the texture is beautiful. Paul said that the cake was a little stodgy, but the mm. flavors are deli delicious. And he commented that his flavors are normally spot on. So, a little bit of a mixed bag for Peter here, I think. But overall, you think not uh, bad. Paul was just taking out revenge for being owed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his taste buds are going. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine right. he has a really good palate, though. So. Paul or yeah. Peter? I feel like both of them do. Yeah, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Okay. All right. So next, um, we have my boy Rowan. Rowan. Who is... I'm just going to set the stage here for Rowan. So Rowan in episodes one and two didn't do very well. He had very ambitious ideas. Mm -hmm. He was never boring, and he always went for it. At the end of episode two, when he was one of the two that almost went home, he said, you know, I'm going to try to play it simple next episode. I'm going to try to learn from what they told me and, uh, you know, just try to work on my technique a little bit more. Does Rowan do that this episode? <laughs> uh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. <laughs> so Rowan is making a uh, what he calls a flavors of Italy. His savory soda bread contains fennel, Italian sausage, olives and capers and his sweet bread contains a lot of polenta, lemon, saffron, and honey. Um, in a little clip, we see Rowan hanging out in his beautiful green garden. Which, that garden uh, is crazy. Yeah, that garden looks amazing. It's super nice. <laughs> yeah. While he's talking about his sweet soda bread, Paul questions the proportion of polenta. Rowan says he likes the grittiness of it. And Paul, <laughs> he just stares at him. <laughs> So from right from this moment, I was like, "Oh, this is not good." <laughs> like, <laughs> Rowan, Rowan can never be boring. I don't think Rowan can be boring if he tried. You know, he doesn't and I think know he, how. I think he was trying to be like boring or trying to be like, you know, trying to be like more grounded or more like stable. Yeah. But this is his his version of uh, playing it safe. Right. So, right. Yeah. So during judging. Um, Prue says that they right away. Prue says they both look as if they haven't quite risen enough. They were kind of uh, not as tall as they should be. Mm. For her savory, they said there's very big lumps of sausage and that the bread uh, needs longer in the oven. And then for her sweets, they're like, this is way too much polenta. It's way too gritty. <laughs> and then Paul actually said, it's like eating a lemon drizzle cake in a sandstorm, which is not good, Rowan. But uh, Rowan can't be boring. That's, I think rough. that's the... That's the theme of this episode is Rowan cannot be boring. Rowan's always entertaining. So if he's going to fail, he's going to fail very entertainingly. <laughs> okay. So up next, we have Sura, our pharmacy dispenser. And she is making a Middle Eastern inspired bread. We learned that this one is dedicated for her dad. And we also learned that she grew up 
around a lot of women who like to cook. Hmm. So Sarah's making a za'atar and chopped olives for her savory and for the sweet. She's making a mixed dried fruits and walnuts. So that sounds pretty good. Yep. When it came down to judging on the savory one, Prue asked her at what temperature did she bake them at? And Sarah responded 160. And Paul says, well, that's why it's as pale as it is. So these were also pretty pale. <laughs> yeah. So underdone a bit. Uh, 160 it, is pretty low heat. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah. But he did say that the blend of the olives and the tar is delicious. And Prue said that she likes the flavor too. When it came down to the sweet one, Prue thought it was delicious. And Paul said it was really, really good. The only issue was the temperature choice. So if she would have baked them at a little bit higher, they would have been spot on. So very close. She nailed the flavor, right? Mm -hmm. But the bakes were just a little underdone. Right. And uh, that's all of our signature bakes. That is. I think it was a little rough for everybody except for um, Ermin who got a handshake. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. No one else had a, like, a, a winner like all the way through and through besides her. <laughs> yeah, I think she's definitely starting off strong. Yep. So shall we get into our technical bake? Let's. So up next, we have the technical. And of course, in Bread Week, it's set by Paul. And the bakers are challenged to make six rainbow-colored bagels with five different colored doughs. So <laughs> Matt did pull, say this pretty nicely. So it's layered, shaped, and then boiled and baked to achieve a lovely, shiny, chewy crust. I like mm -hmm. that. I thought that was yeah, 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 yeah. And the bakers are going to have two hours, 45 minutes to do it, which I originally thought was a long time, but apparently it's not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul gives us a lot of insights. Before he left the tent, he just said to them that you need to get your timings right, which is not really a lot of help as usual. Nope. Yep. <laughs> and then when Prue and Paul were sitting and looking at that, first of all, I thought they were amazing looking. I didn't know what to expect, really. But yeah. when I saw them, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. They look like if you melted a bunch of Skittles together. Yeah, it did. It did. Very vibrant, most of them. Yeah. So, so Paul said that you have to boil and bake them, which is unusual. That's one of the reasons why he chose this. And as for the rainbow color, he said it originated in the United States, but he thinks it represents the NHS. So that's cool. Yeah, the and National Healthcare Service in the, in the UK. Right. right. I had to look that up. I was like, what's the NHS? Is that I like did. hockey? I, <laughs> I looked it up too. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of describes how to do it. He says you roll each layer in a rectangle and then you mm -hmm. have to stack them all up. And then you twist them to create the spiral and then you seal them. Then you got to plunge them in the water for 15 to 40 seconds. And then you bake them after that. So if anything can go wrong, if you can overprove and underprove them easily. And if they're overproved before they go in the water or they leave the water, or if they're left in the water too long, they will flatten in the oven. And then mm. Prue basically just says, happy bread, which probably should be like a hashtag <laughs> or something. It should be like hashtag happy bread. Happy bread. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when you described everything that could go wrong, everything does go wrong. It, did. <laughs> yeah. it was rough. I yeah. mean, at the end, you got to see a lot of things that were not what the judges were looking for. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm going to go over the bottom three. Okay, um, okay. So in last place, we have the always entertaining Rowan. 
Yeah. <laughs> At the beginning of the segment, he's like, I have no idea how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he did, he did like to uh, take the, the dough and like whack it on the table. He said that it was therapeutic. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, while he was like proving his dough, he says normally at home when he proves his dough, he would go play the piano or prune his garden. Pretty cool, right? He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Like I would probably just like go on my phone and look at the internet and do something boring. But Rowan is literally singing piano songs at home (laughs) while his dough is proving. Uh, He didn't do a good job on his bagels. They, he did basically everything wrong. <laughs> like he he overproved them. He left them in the water too long, and uh, yeah, they were soft. They were wrinkly. They were flat. They were also underbaked. The only saving grace was that they they said the flavor was just okay. So <laughs> yeah, Rowan Rowan's bagels didn't they did not look like healthy bagels. So, mm-hmm. Um. Second to last place and ninth place, we have Dave. Um, is it Kirsch is a star baker? You think they did comment about that? Yeah. Yeah. He he won star baker last week and uh, yeah, second to last in the technical this week. He won the technical last week, right? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of the episode or the the, the segment, I, I thought he had a little bit of promise because he said he has made bagels before. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he had yeah. experience. Same. Um, he has some fun when he's like coloring the. The bagel, he gets like blue hands. <laughs> and then Matt, in one of the five jokes that I found him funny in, he called him a smurf, which is pretty funny. Mm. You know, they, <laughs> he got those smurf blue hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, during judging, the judges said that his bagels were very, very flat. They were overproved before they went into the water. And just like Roan's, the saving grace was that they tasted okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, uh, Third to last place, which is eighth place, we have Sura. Uh, <laughs> in the beginning of the segment, Sura was like, "There's a bagel shop near work. <laughs> I've seen how they make it, but I've never had to make it myself. Why would I make my own bagels? I could just buy it at the bagel shop near work." <laughs> which is great. kind of surprising because, like, basically anything on the show, you could go out and buy it at a bakery. Right. Right. So, I don't know, Sura. <laughs> But I understand. I've never made a bagel eater, and I enjoy eating bagels. I buy bagels. I like the way she said it, though. I thought it was Yeah, she's good. like, why would I make it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she has trouble, like, mixing in the color. She has trouble when she's boiling it. They kind of fall apart. At one point, she jokes that one of the bagels turns into a unicorn horn. <laughs> yeah, was that like was one, cool. That was just, like, one piece. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during judging, Paul says, well, look at, look at these whoppers, because they're really huge. <laughs> yeah. They haven't been twisted properly. So texture was not good. However, it had a nice flavor. So yes, sir. Um, not doing well here. And that is the bottom three. Okay, so I'm going to cover the top three. In third place, we have Mark. Regular yeah. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Just Mark. <laughs> Who, who's regular Mark again? Mark. Mark what a, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Mark. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. When it came down to the judging, Paul said, not bad, fairly smooth, just overdone it in the water. You could actually tell when they were overdone in the water because they got a little ripply, which yeah. was something I never knew before. But, and then Prue said, good flavor. And at the very end, 
Paul said, not bad at all. Nice color, nice twist in there. There wasn't a lot of descriptive words. I mean, I guess it's just a bagel, but they didn't yeah. really, I mean, they didn't really say a lot of things in detail during these judges. They, they did not. No, especially when they were on the better side, because even the better ones were like, not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't okay. mess it up. <laughs> yeah. In second place, we have Mark E, Marky Mark, or Mark with a C, or Hamish, or not regular Mark. <laughs> right. Okay. Mark's doing well. Top marks. Yes. Top marks. Again, good. I like that. So I kind of thought he was going to do well because he did put his finger in the dough and he, he said that if it leaves a slight indent, it's ready. So he knew. Yeah. He knew what he was looking for. So that made me think, okay, maybe he's going to do pretty well. So when it came down to judging, Paul said that they were big and they look more like pretzels, but they have vibrant colors and they're pretty smooth and nice. Prue said they are delicious. And at the very end, Prue said they're really nice. They're properly risen. Good effort. So hmm. very good for our marks. And in first place, the person that you picked to go home. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to pick somebody. I know, I know. Linda. So Linda's were very good. Prue said that they're quite smooth and they were smaller than the others and basically more bagel size. Right? Yep. Yeah, they look like regular bagels. Yeah. And that was enough to win the whole thing. Yeah, they're like the <laughs> only ones that look like bagels. So yeah. Paul said that she got the colors right. And when he lifted them up, he said that they were light, good size. We covered that and that they were nice soft but crispy on the outside and he even said that the crumbs were really tasty as well <laughs> so, mm, nice. so that's saying something there right yeah good job linda yeah and at the very end paul he said that they were nice and chewy the lovely colors the inside the flavors were good as well and they tasted really good mm. so good on linda yeah at the very end of this segment, we got to hear from a couple of the people that are at the top and the bottom. We heard from Linda who said, oh, wow, what a high. And she couldn't wait to tell her family. She couldn't wait to tell Richard, her partner, that she'd ring him up and just go. I can't scream like her, but she went, ah. That's pretty but, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we also got to hear from Mark E, Mark with a C, <laughs> Hamish, not regular Mark. Right. And he said that it was a good result for him because the last two technicals, he didn't fare too well. And he was really happy with this one, right? Yeah. And we got to hear from your boy, Rowan. <laughs> he said that he had a fabulous time. It was a really good challenge, but the results weren't great. No, So Rowan. he's still living his best life, though. Yeah. And then finally, we heard from Sarah. And she said, tomorrow we can do better. And then I think she said quality better. I don't I know. Could be wrong. <laughs> I listened to it a couple times and I was like, I think she said quality, but but anyway, yeah. tomorrow Sarah's gonna do better. Right. So then we get kind of like a judges roundtable, which they don't always do before the show stopper, but they do it this time. Mm. And they said in line for Star Baker, Ermine is a contender, but she didn't do so well in the technical, so maybe she's not a contender anymore. Yeah, she got seventh. Yeah. Um, both marks are doing really well. And they also said Lottie was in line for uh, Star Baker. However, then no, like she she's not really graceful. She's not like a swan. <laughs> and then he makes like a Lottie impersonation of her being like flustered. Yeah. <laughs> about the blueberries, which is pretty funny. I know she's my favorite, but I was surprised by that because she finished fifth at the technical. 
It's kind of the middle, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Mixed mixed uh, signature too. But I guess everyone else is just doing really bad. Yeah. 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 In trouble, we have Rowan. Rowan got last place in Technico. He also used his that very gritty signature. <laughs> yeah. And then they say Dave is in the bottom too because he did, hasn't been doing well. It's Curse of Starbaker, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Which is a real curse, apparently. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. Um, then we head into the showstopper. Let's do it. All right. So, for the showstopper bake, the bakers were tasked to create a large decorative bread plaque in the style of traditional harvest festival sheaf. This is supposed to portray the one thing in life they are most grateful for, which I don't think some of the bakers do. <laughs> <laughs> they get three, hour, three hours and 30 minutes. Um, so Paul says the bread plaque must be a celebration of something the bakers are thankful for. It could be a house or it could be health. And uh, he says manipulating the bread will be key. Prue says this is a challenge that is easy to design on paper. But it's hard to make with bread, which I can definitely see. Trying to like mold stuff with bread seems pretty difficult. Prue says she hopes they practice because they will never get it right if they haven't practiced. Hmm. Probably true. Yeah. I feel like it's an easy challenge because it's not like it's 3D. Yeah, you're right. It's actually <laughs> 2D, right? Is this considered 2D? I don't know. But Is this just know. flat? <laughs> It's a plaque, I guess. It's our first non-3D showstopper <laughs> of the season. All right. So first up, we have Dave. Uh, Dave is making a grateful for my home and little family bread plaque. Oh my gosh, I love in this. In honor <laughs> of his family. Um, so it's a bread plaque with a house in it. And in front of the house is him, his wife, and a dog. Uh, the flavors of one of the breads are mango and chili. And the second bread is hibiscus and guava bread. Uh, Dave kind of talks about how he, he's excited about being a dad and he's expecting a boy. At one point, Paul's like, your wife is pregnant. Because <laughs> he makes the little family out of bread and he's going to rush at the end. So during judging, Paul's like, your wife is pregnant. And Dave says, yes, although I look a little more pregnant than she does, which is kind of true. <laughs> he does. The, <laughs> little, the little Dave was pretty poofy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I cracked up. Little myself. Dave has been eating a lot of carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he um, must be Paul, over 40, yeah. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's all about that bread. He did not fall the breads. Not like these youngsters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Paul says he would have spent time cutting out bricks for the decor, which sounds very hard to do. But mm. Paul's like, this is what I would have done. Uh, Prue says the mango and chili flavor is very good. And that she's never actually really tried guava. And with his bake, she still really can't because the guava doesn't come through. Uh, Paul overall says the bread is a little dry, a little overbaked, but the flavor of some of the bread is good. So kind of a mixed review here. More on the bad side, actually. Yeah, a little rough week for Dave, the curse, right? Yeah, curse of Star Baker. It's a real curse. Halloween. That has nothing to do with Halloween. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. It's coming up for the holiday. On to Ermine. <laughs> Ermine is creating a journey back to France. And this is based on her trips from London to Paris. Oui. She's visiting family and friends. So, 
Ermine, this is where Ermine is getting a little cray again, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> she is making a brioche border and then a mixed herb focaccia and Parmesan breadstick dough. So she's making an enriched dough, something close to a brioche. And Paul mm -hmm. <laughs> says, I don't think so, because you cannot make a brioche in three and a half hours. So then he asks, well, what are you cutting back on? And Ermine says, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that it's supposed to sit in the fridge overnight, but she's just going to put it in the freezer. Mm -hmm. uh, then we learn at the end that it didn't prove as much as she wanted. So I think she had a, a little bit of a rough time with the execution. Yeah. I think so too. So when it came down to judging, <laughs> Paul said it looks a bit abstract, which we now know is not as good as rustic on bread week. <laughs> <laughs> rustic, good. Abstract, bad. <laughs> yeah. That's lost a little bit of definition in the swirl on the outside, but overall looks good. Um, talking about the brioche frame. So it didn't hold much flavor. So he says that it's enriched dough, but it's certainly not a brioche. Mm. So part of it could have just been her saleswomanship of it, maybe. Yeah. She just should have I've... called it bread. Yeah. <laughs> this is my bread. <laughs> yeah. So Prue said that the focaccia was lovely and it's springy, and she actually likes both. And Paul chimes in by saying that the focaccia is is good. Is, wait, well, he doesn't like the design, so he says the focaccia is good, but doesn't like the design. So. Mm. Gotcha. All right, so um, I'm going to go over Laura. Laura is making a show-stopping musical theater-inspired bread, which is basically a posh cheese and ham sandwich, <laughs> by her own description. Yeah. Uh, there's some theater mask in there, theater mask basis. Mm -hmm. The flavors are pancetta and cheese focaccia, fugas, and red chili oil. Laura tells us that she has seen over 70 West End musicals, and are you surprised when Paul says he has seen none? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Can you imagine Paul at like, I don't know, at that theater laughing? Actually, I, I could. I don't know why I said that. But <laughs> Paul, go, go see a musical, Paul. I think you'll enjoy a musical. Go see Matt in Les Mis. Yeah, apparently Matt was in Les Mis. Yeah. Who did you think he played? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the character's name. Uh, the one of the masters of the house. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go to judging. During judging, Prue says that she loves the Victorian curtain and tassels. Laura did really well with decorating those. Paul says the ingredient choices are good, but the focaccia is light. It's a very light bread, and having all the ingredients on top of it prevents it from rising. And the texture isn't right because of that. But otherwise, she did okay on the flavors. So, um, kind of a mixed reveal, which is what Paul, Paul would probably say if he went to go see Matt and Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, on to Linda. <laughs> Linda is making a fruits of our labor, black olive bread and tiger bread. And this thing's going to have animals in it. At least two animals, <laughs> a cow and a chicken. Although I was only able to really see the cow at the end. Anyway, Linda tells us that on her uncle's farm as a kid, she used to carry the milk to her aunt's kitchen where her aunt would make beautiful cakes. Mm -hmm. 
And we also see a nice scene where Linda is kneading and she's, she's like, I love this. It's good to put a lot of feeling and love into it. So I thought that that was a pretty cool moment just to see her really enjoying her doing her bake. Yep. And then we learned that she also said that it's all about the circle of life, which I think has to do with the farm and the animals and whatnot. So when it comes down to judging, Prue says that she likes the concept and she loves the design of the cow. So did you see the chicken? <laughs> I really only saw the cow. No, the cow over there. Okay. <laughs> so, so Linda said that when she was a kid, she drunk milk straight from the cow when they were children. And then was savage. <laughs> She's a savage. <laughs> it was a doll that said straight from the udder. And then she was like, not exactly or something like that. <laughs> so Prue said that it's not a tiger bread topping. And Linda defends herself by saying it's the flavors, but not so much of the crackling. So mm. a little bit rough there. Prue yeah. said it was quite dense. And Paul said that more olives were needed, more proving was needed, and more flavor was needed. Mm. So, a little bit rough, I think. Yeah, all the bakers got a little bit roughed up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. I think she had an overall pretty good week. Mm -hmm. She proved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, next we have Lottie, and Lottie is very creative with her uh, names of her bakes, and she makes a My House in Bread, as she describes it. It's just titled My House in Bread. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like that. Which is it's a plaque of her beach house. It's surrounded by palm trees and bushes. The flavors are sun-dried tomato and chorizo. Again, chorizo popping up this episode, which I'm a fan of. And also pesto. Uh, Lottie says that she lives with her aunt, uncle, and two cousins. And they live by the beach, which sounds pretty luxurious. Sounds awesome. And uh, she, at one point, she makes a plated border. And then she comes a little short, but she improvises and just throws some, like, border bread on there <laughs> like a line of bread on there. border bread yeah you know bread that's a border oh, okay uh during judging paul says the design is good and the bread has definition in it which he's kind of impressed by prue says the pesto bread lacks flavor they couldn't really get the pesto but however the chorizo bread had a nice punch to it so yeah uh, overall pretty good mixed review not good on the pesto but good on chorizo spicy no mimes, she's moving on. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so up next we have Mark E. Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Regular Mark. Hey, Mark C. Mark with a C. Mark, Mark with a C. C. Yeah. Unregular yeah, yeah. Mark. Okay, too many names. Too many names. Just not regular Mark. Okay, he is making a Dharma wheel bread sheath, which is kind of cool. So he tricked me a little bit because he said he's making two breads, a basic white and then a whole milk. But then he also said that there was a Tibetan monastery like bread around it, which to me yeah. is three breads, but I don't, maybe I missed <laughs> something there. I don't know. So it's going to have a lot of seeds, caraway seeds, fennel seeds, coriander seeds. So they ask him uh, if he's a Buddhist and he says no. But as we had learned earlier on that when he had an accident where he had lost his leg, he had picked up a book that talked about Buddhism and helped him make clear what he needed to do to make his life mm -hmm. worth living. So I feel like in his case, he did choose something that was pretty important. Yeah. When it came down to judging, Prue said that it looked surprising 
and pretty and quite neat. And it was certainly colorful. I thought it was very nice looking as well. So. Mm -hmm. Paul said, if you dig a little deeper on the edges, it's a little weak and slightly unapproved. The center, though, in particular, was gorgeous, nice, neat, and clever. Hmm. And then when they cut it, it was really nice because they had some color on the inside as well, which Prue commented on. Mm -hmm. And Paul said the flavors were not bad. It could use a little more salt. The fennel is nice, but overall, he liked the flavors. And Prue said that he did a nice job, a really nice job. It looked good. It tastes good. It smells good. It is good. So overall, I guess we're going to say you did good. Good. Good, yeah. Mark. All right. So next I have regular Mark. I guess you say Mark. Yeah, just Mark. <laughs> Mark is making an Orchard Country, or Orange County bread with sweet apple and savory wild garlic. So his bread is a plaque that has a portrait of an orchard. Um, it's made with wild garlic like flavor, hazelnuts, and apple and cinnamon filling. He also freezes apple puree in straws, which seems pretty interesting. Mm. Mm. Um, he says apple and wild garlic is a flavor that he thinks Paul will like. So that's an interesting flavor combination, apple and wild garlic. But I think it would work. I'd eat it. Yeah, I um, he, would too. Yeah. <laughs> he, also say, he also runs kind of close on time. He runs out of time at the end of it, so he's kind of rushing. And then we go into judging. Uh, did I say that the trees are a little bulky and the plating isn't consistent on it, on the trees. However, possibly the structure is good. However, the flavor is not too strong and he wasn't tasting the wild garlic, which is kind of disappointing because Mark seemed pretty excited about Paul tasting that. But he, Paul did say that the apple and cinnamon were nice. And then Prue says the picture is kind of basic, but the bread tastes okay. So uh, I guess Presentation-wise, it didn't look good, but some of the bread tasted okay. It was just pretty good this episode. <laughs> <laughs> In comparison with everyone else, I guess. Marks are doing well, which, yeah. by the way, I had picked Mark to win. So, <laughs> Right, you did pick so far. a Mark to win. So far. A Mark. <laughs> what? A Mark to win. I went with the numbers. It was supposed to be budgets week. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so up next we have Peter. And Peter is making an Edinburgh cityscape bread plaque. And he is using bagel bread, which he should have a little bit of experience in from the day before. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why he's using it is because after you boil it and set its shape, you can get pretty precise cuts out of it. So again, I like his strategy as far as he's thinking about how mm -hmm. these things are working, right? Yep. So it's going to be a multi-grain bread with poppy seeds. And I like it because the poppy seeds create sort of a dark silhouette look on it. But that's just mm. my personal taste. No, it looks nice. So he also makes a note that he'll make changes from the previous day. Although he didn't do, he did pretty well. He got fourth in the technical challenge. And he's going to try to make this dough slightly lighter than he did. So mm. when it came down to judging, Paul said that it's simple and sort of effective. But he says that he thinks he could have done more with it. So I think mm. he didn't appreciate the silhouette look as much as I did. And let's just face it, his judging is more important than anything I say. So <laughs> all the flavors are coming from the seeds on the top and the herbs. And it's got a little bit of a nice heat to it. Prue said that it tastes nice, but she thinks it's a bit dense and tough. And then Paul says, you've made a bagel like a pita. <laughs> and then Prue said, it's like a piece of leather. So it mm. kind of got worse. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Peter kind of... I don't think Peter did well in this challenge. No. Kind of rough, huh? Yeah, kind of rough. But, you know, everybody got all roughed up. And uh, speaking of roughed up, we have Rowan. <laughs> um, Rowan is making a Worcestershire pear tree, and it's big. This thing is huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like life-size. Yeah, he made an actual size tree. Yeah. Uh, it's made of three different breads, so uh, he's not really sticking to, like, you know, uh, small ambitions here. He's still going for it. Three different breads shaped into the tree. The flavors are Worcestershire, blue cheese, and pear bread, chestnut bread, and potato and truffle oil bread. So, Rowan, never boring. Definitely going for it. Three very... Uh, Flavored breads. <laughs> Rowan says he's grateful for his house, literature, and music, which sounds very, uh, very much like him. And uh, at one point, him and Noel kind of talk about how they have strong boots. And Noel says they're the strong boot gang because they're wearing very nice boots. I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they were cool. Yeah. And at one point, the judges were kind of talking about him while he was baking, and they're like, yeah, we don't know if he can finish in time. They're very skeptical about it. Uh, during judging, before he, even judging, he needs a hand, uh, he needs someone to help him carry his bake, because it's so huge. So uh, he gets a, like, Noel to come help him carry up his bake, which looked giant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first impressions, Paul says, it looked very good overall. Very big. And then when they actually bite into it, Paul says, where's the blue cheese? Is it pressed in? And he says, hmm, needed some more time proving. And uh, I think at one point they actually say that the Worcestershire uh, bread, it doesn't have a lot of flavor. Mm. It's bland. And the walnut bread also needed more walnuts. And uh, the truffle bread needed more salt. So he had a lot of problems with flavor. I think even Prue says at one point that it's style and not substance. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, I guess Rowan did better with the style this time, but the flavors and the, the actual bread, the bake wasn't good. Yeah. Which so is kind of disappointing because I felt like, you know, Rowan, this is, he did not do well the first two. This is the only way that he's going to turn it around. So he's like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out well for him. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to get into spoilers, but at this point in the episode, I was kind of bummed out because I was like, I know, I kind of know where this is heading, but we'll see if that actually happens. Okay. So, <laughs> up next, we have Sarah, and she's making Mama's Tomato Vine Harvest Loaf, an olive Mama. bread with sown, dry, sown dried, what is that? Sun dried tomato and feta. <laughs> and she's recreating one of her most cherished childhood memories which was picking tomatoes off the vine from a plant that her mom grew and she said that it was huge and it was behind the tv in the living room and it was all up on the ceiling <laughs> so that <laughs> thing must have been really big yeah she said that whenever she sees a tomato plant it reminds her of her mom so that's nice mm. yeah, that's nice when it came down to judging prue said that it looks mm -hmm. quite dramatic and effective i thought it was really pretty Paul, yeah, it was pretty. Paul said that the plant on the outside is not bad. Prue said that she likes the effect of... She had, like, interlacing going on. So the texture looked good, and it was beautifully seasoned. 
Paul then says that it has a nice zing to it, but more than that, it's the structure that the air bu bubbles are irregular, but it's all the way down. So it's a very nice loaf. And then Matt comes to the rescue because she had those little balls on her, right? Mm -hmm. The cheese balls. And so they ate them and then Prue said that the balls are delicious. Because originally <laughs> they just ate the bread. So. Yeah. Good, good assist from Matt. There. Yeah. Good one of his better moments this episode. Yes. And that was Sarah. And uh, I guess that's all the showstoppers. Yep. Yes. So then we get into like the judges roundtable, and they're kind of discussing who's who's in line for Star Baker. Um, Paul notes right off. Overall, the standard wasn't good. <laughs> like, <laughs> this was a rough episode for everybody. It was. But in line for Star Baker are actually Mark, aka Hamish, aka Mark C, aka Mark E, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sura, who had. They said they had good, confident showstoppers. They had the right textures and flavors. Mm -hmm. um, Ermine was in it in the beginning, but she didn't do well in the technical. And then Paul didn't like her in Rich Doe and the showstopper. So I think she's out of it at this point. So Sura and Mark E or Mark D are in line for Star Baker. Mm -hmm. And they say in trouble, we have a couple of different people. Rowan, obviously, his showstopper lacked flavor. And then they also say uh, Dave and Peter, which uh, Dave is getting that to the, the curse of Star Baker. And I guess Peter hasn't been doing well this episode. Yeah, a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. And then at one point, Matt was like, yeah, I guess, um, how much flavor does bread really need? And then <laughs> Paul jokes that he wants to fight him. And I was like, I want to see Paul fight Matt. This oh, sounds like man. an entertaining fight. <laughs> yes. yeah. I think Matt might actually have some fight in him against Paul. Oh, yeah, um, that would be a scrappy fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, hopefully we get that spinoff. UFC. <laughs> GGBL UFC. Yeah. All right, and then we get into final results, and they announce Star Baker, and they say Star Baker is Mark. Yay! Yes, <laughs> I picked the winner. You picked the winner, but which Mark was it? It was Mark, uh, Mark E, aka Mark C, aka Haymitch, aka not regular Mark. Yeah. <laughs> am, I, am I getting all the nicknames? Right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Yeah, this was this was Mike's episode. I think um, I was so happy at one for point, him. Yeah, yeah, happy for him. There was also a point in the showstopper when everyone's kind of busy, and he he got really zen, and he was like, "Yeah, people are always focusing on the past and the future. Sometimes they just need to focus on the present." I was like, "Whoa!" Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a very cool moment and very cool episode for Mark. Yeah. So great job, Mark. And then unfortunately, they had to announce somebody to go home. And you could kind of see it coming the whole episode. I, I kind of saw it coming from last episode, too, by <sighs> making my prediction. Yeah. But the always entertaining Rowan is sent home. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Rowan's a great character. He seems like the most interesting guy. But uh, he had to go home this week. And I kind of agree with the judges, like, just based on, like, watching him bake. Yeah, it was sad, though. <clears throat> yeah. And no kind of made, like, a joke. He's like, yeah, those boots were made for a walk. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Right after he was announced to go home. Yeah. I was like, dang, no. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon, man. <laughs> uh, Rowan says he had a wonderful time. It's been exhausting but rewarding. And he says, no said 
that he was all style and no substance, which is basically on his CV, which is like his resume. <laughs> he's all style. And Prue says he's so ambitious and imaginative, it's hard to see him go. But yeah, um, that's the end of Rowan. I'm kind of sad to see him go, but I have to agree that he did, he was not doing well. No, he just couldn't pull it together. Yeah. But yeah, that was the episode. Are you ready to go into our segments? Let's. What was your funniest moment of the episode? Okay. So I'm having to pick a few other things since my funniest moment was the negotiation between Lottie and Paul's blueberries. <laughs> yeah. But there was a scene where Noel and Peter were talking and Noel says to Peter that uh, Paul is amazed by your baking knowledge. He fears you because he, <laughs> he knows eventually the apprentice always kills the master. <laughs> Yep. And that Peter says, that would be an interesting end to Bake Off this year. <laughs> yeah. This is my funniest moment, too. Oh, shoot. Sorry. That <laughs> no, right. was good. It was, it was worth it. That was good, right? Yeah. Peter Peter got some jokes. Still got some jokes. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, can I add yeah. another quick odd one? And that was yep. during the end of the signature. <laughs> Did you notice that? So Linda was fanning her soda breads with like a giant yeah. sheet pan or something. And then yeah. there was a voiceover. I think it was Lottie. Do you think it was yeah, Lottie? Yeah, it was Lottie. It was Lottie. Okay. All of a sudden, like, that's just, not working. You said someone should tell Linda that's not doing anything. <laughs> that's pretty good. I thought that was great. Yeah. yeah my, my other runner up is all the jokes in, involving Lottie and her being confused about blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite bake of the episode? I want to say that it was Dave's signature, but if he were to make it again <laughs> with flavor. <laughs> wow. The cheesy bacon one, you know, and then they had the chili yeah. chocolate. I think I would enjoy that had he had a second round to give it a go. <laughs> nice. Good so, pick. How about you? What was your favorite pick? Um, I might go with uh, the, I don't want to be basic. But I'm going to go with the handshake. Oh yeah, win. good. I want to try that salmon. Good choice. Salmon sounds good. And Paul was like, "This is basically a sandwich." And I was like, "I love sandwiches. Give me that. <laughs> I would eat that up." But uh, yeah, salmon sandwich for the win. Good. All right, it's time. Are you ready to make our predictions for next episode? I am. Let's. All right. Shall we start with uh, Star Baker? Or who's going home? Star Baker. All right. Who do you think is uh, Star Baker next week? The good Mark. thing, the good thing about picking Mark is you can still pick Mark again. No, he's like, you can't pick him. You just want to start Baker. Well, I could pick a Mark. You can pick only one Mark. <laughs> There's only one Mark on the table. Okay, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put, I'm going down this time, and I'm gonna say, Lottie's gonna win the next one. Ooh, interesting. Because I know she's my overall favorite, and I try not to pick my overall favorites, but. This time I'm picking Lottie. Mm. And here's why. Right. Here's why. At the end of the episode, when Mark E, Mark, Marky Mark, Mark, when he won, his daughters came out mm-hmm. and gave him a hug. <laughs> okay, I know where you're going with this, but keep going. <laughs> and I know for sure if Lottie wins, two mimes are going to run out and give her a hug. <laughs> That's why I am now picking 
Vladdy, because yeah. now I know how the bubble is working. The Bake Off <laughs> bubble is working in my favor. Lottie wins Star Baker next week. I will be very happy to see that if that happens. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, how about you? Um, I'm going to go with Peter. Okay, not a bad choice. He had a rough week, and I think this, this is enough to shock him yes. into doing a bunch of homework. Yes. And whatever next week is, he's going to be on top of it. Okay. I th- and then he's going to kill Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and become master. It's what all a Princeye do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's only fair because your favorite went home. Yeah. I think it's only fair for you also to choose another season favorite. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Peter. Peter? Okay. Yeah, Peter. Okay. Young blood. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's going to end the show very interestingly this year. Right. <laughs> um, who do you think is going home next episode? Peter. No, because you really? can, you cannot threaten a judge <laughs> and survive another episode. That's the sole reason wow. why Peter is going home. I would be very shocked if Peter goes home next week. Yeah, unfortunately, mm. I, I feel like it's probably going to be Laura again, but I'm going with Peter. <laughs> why are we always picking on the L's? I don't know. Why? I don't know. Who, who are you picking? Um, I don't want to pick the owls. I think the last time. Okay, I'm Peter, Dave, Dave, Dave. Yeah. Oh, because do you feel like the, the baby's coming? The baby, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has to go home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. That's how. That's my. Why I picked him the first was the first week, right? Yeah. Or they're gonna be like, Dave. This is your third Mexican theme showstopper. You've run <laughs> out of ideas. <laughs> They've, they've been good though. I've enjoyed the Mexican themes. They're very colorful. All right. So we got. I, I have to pick. I have to pick somebody. So I'm just gonna go with Dave because he's the first person I saw on the list of bakers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're basically picking alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. After that, it'll be Armin probably. Okay. Right. And then you gotta okay. hit those L's again. Yeah, I gotta hit the L's. Yeah. Those L's gonna take an L, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that is the episode. I just want to add really quickly that I looked it up, and Matt was in Les Mis, and he played Thenardier, which was one of the people that sings Master of the House. So I did a good guess. Oh, wow. And I think I would enjoy him in that role, which is why I said it. So I'm I'm just trying to give Matt some some love. (laughs) I think you're saying you would enjoy him in that role because it's scripted, and he can't go off script. Okay, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Check us out next week when we recap the next episode. Stay safe, everyone.